to the cloud. Okay, here we go. This is the first episode of Joe, you're gonna have to say the name of this podcast because I still cannot pronounce it right. Is it movie and education together? Uh, yeah, movication. So movication. All right. Mm. What the, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I looked it up and it or, I mean Urban Dictionary has it defined as like basically being like, oh, you haven't seen that movie, bro, bro, you gotta watch it, bro. Like kind of yeah. deal. I mean, uh my friends have been using it for some time and every time like we haven't seen like one of those like like a movie like you should have seen by now it's like we're gonna sit you down and you're gonna watch it and then you know it's a moviecation yeah so you, you you literally you suggesting as the name was literally the first time i ever heard that word in my life yeah, but sorry. It's, it's an interesting word i mean and it, it perfectly fits the idea of what this podcast is going to be because like we're going to be talking movies, whether they're old, new, whatever. And maybe someone hasn't seen it. Maybe when someone like today's movie, obviously is going to be Justice League. Like we're mm-hmm. not going to bury the lead there. We're, it's obviously Justice League. So maybe someone's on the fence about watching Justice League, which why would you be? I'm pretty sure everybody in the world watched Justice League this past week, except people in China. They already got to see Godzilla versus King Kong. And it's apparently a huge hit overseas. Yeah. It's but anyway, making big money already. I saw that uh, Chris Stuckman uploaded his review, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but he liked. He really liked it. I, I love Stuckman. Watching his reviews, I just don't watch until after I watch the movie because yeah. he he tries so hard not to spoil, and he does a perfect job to not spoil it. But every once in a while, he g- gives like a little nugget here or there, and you're yeah. Like, oh. Sometime this week, I might have to watch King of the Monsters because I saw I saw Skull Island, but I still haven't seen either of the Godzillas. But do I even need to see the first one? Yes. Or... Is he said, the one with Brian Cranston? Yeah. And the kick-ass dude? Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. D- does it follow this that one, though? No. Yeah, it sets that... everything up. Well, isn't it a, wasn't it a different studio? Because I thought that one was Legendary, and this is Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers Legendary. Was... They cone okay so here's here's the fun little fact that i learned over the winter while binge walk been binge listening to fat man beyond which is kevin smith's podcast Uh um and this was like an industry kind of like insider thing like so supposedly how it apparently went was hbo went to um patty jenkins and gal gadot and gave them X amount of money so they could put, and some people from Warner Brothers, so they could put Wonder Woman 84 on HBO Max. I heard that too. They didn't tell anybody else at all. And so they basically got an extra paycheck, essentially. And then the big announcement happened of, so for 2021, starting with, well, technically the end of 2020, starting with Wonder Woman and every movie for 2021 for uh, Warner Brothers is going to be on HBO Max exclusively same day as theater. So if you don't want to go to a theater or your theater's not open, you can subscribe to HBO Max and um, watch it at home. It pissed a lot of people off. And at one point, Legendary was like, you do realize that you are not the sole financer of Godzilla versus King Kong. So if we really wanted to, we could tell you no, and you could not put that up on, on 
to HBO Max. Obviously, a, a deal was reached, or it probably didn't turn out to be that big of a deal altogether. But yeah, it's an interesting thought that like at one point there was a there was a time where possible the possibility of Godzilla vs King Kong not going on HBO Max because Legendary is the main fin- financer of the uh, of the movie. Right. And then, like, the dude who directed Dune is, like, very much, like, I mean, my movie needs to be seen this way. And so, kind of Christopher Nolan, like, which, like, is funny because... Christopher Nolan, you know, was very adamant about not doing it that way, about having movies go to the app and everything, because he's like, well, you know, we're losing out on on, uh, profit from it. That's why Tenet didn't go to, you know... Yeah, but look where Tenet's going up on May. Yeah, I mean... Finally, I mean, where it should be right by now, anyway. I mean, to be honest with you, I I went to go see Tenet. I saw two movies. Well, post pandemic start, I saw two movies in theaters last year, and it was Batman Begins and Tenet. Those okay. were the only two movies I actually like left the house to go see. And like, I forgot how fucking good Batman Begins is. Like, holy shit! And then Tenet was just. Man, I, let's see. I, I saw, I saw Ghostbusters, Empire Strikes Back, and then I saw New Mutants, which I I liked. I you know it was like, it was like watching the first episode of a Netflix series. Like it wasn't great, but it was like, oh, this is neat. I what I'd like to see where this goes if we were getting another one, but we're not. I saw. I'm gonna go see a couple old movies, uh. But new wise, I remember seeing Possessor, which was really good. It's a really good sci-fi. If you've seen that one, is that the uh, um, Brandon Cronenberg film? Yes. Someone at the record store told me about. Shout out to Sean. I'm sure he's going to listen to this, but um, he told me about. It. He's like, you need to fucking watch it, and Dude, I still have not was watched it. Good. It was really good. It and I'm a. Trip. I kind of like David Cronenberg style, like the body horror type films, and so I heard it's a little bit of that. So I'm yeah. interested in seeing it. Saw that. Um, if you if if you don't know, David Cronenberg's known for Scanners, and Scanners is most yeah. famously known for the dudes like a news anchor, like just shaking, and all of a sudden his head explodes. It's probably one of the most iconic sci-fi body horror scenes of all time, next to Werewolf in London's werewolf transformation, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I want to go see Lord of the Rings on Friday. The first Ended. one. No, it was just theatrical cut. Mm. Which, uh, you know, after seeing extended so many times, like I'm like, oh, it's missing that part. Oh, it's missing that part. And it's like, eh. But I haven't seen theatrical like, in, in years, so it was, it was a little refreshing to see it the, the original way. But uh, they show trailers for a, for a new movie from Wes Anderson. I didn't catch the name, but it looked pretty good. Had a, Wes Anderson's know, good. Oh, yeah. Had his usual suspect actors in there, but uh, I think Benicio del Toro is the lead on it. But of course, it had like Adrian Brody, uh, Bill Murray. I think Owen Wilson was in it. I was about oh, to wow. say which Wilson brother. Yeah, because <laughs> it's uh, usually think, Owen or Luke. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. And there was another one called uh, Voyagers with uh, Colin Farrell, and he's like they're they're traveling in space, and uh, he's taking like a like basically a bunch of kids to like restart civilization but they're controlling their hormones and uh, the kids kind of come to they realize like oh hey they're like they're basically like controlling us with the 
with this shit in the water. And so they kind of like, they quit taking their medicine and start to realize, oh, you know, we can have emotion and start kind of like uh, revolting against them and everything. It looked pretty cool. And so it's called Voyagers. I, I'd probably check it out. I have a thing for space movies, so. I'm like hit or miss on space movies. Like, and I think I, there's, what is that? The, uh, the Mandela effect. Is that what it's called? Where like, you think something exists, but then it doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a movie, and I I know it. I know it exists. It's Ice Cube in space, and like there's uh, like monsters. It's it's something Mission to Mars. I'm pretty sure is what it's called. And apparently it's a John Carpenter Ghost of Mars. And apparently it's a John Carpenter movie. And I strictly remember my parents taking me to that as a child and freaking the shit out of me. I don't know why they took me. I watched it like pretty recently actually and I was like I remember Ice Cube and I remember Mars mm-hmm. but I don't remember anything else about this movie like I'm yeah. thinking of a whole different movie yeah it was Ghost of Mars John Carpenter was the director and I mean, the composer Ice yeah Ice Cube's in it with Jason Statham Oh man, I don't remember. I don't think I ever saw that movie. But I, I remember the poster. Like I'm looking it up right now, and I, I see the poster. I'm like, I remember that, but I don't remember watching the movie. But yeah, so the thing about like HBO Max and that whole Warner Brothers thing, I, I personally, as someone who, and Cole, you might have a better opinion on this because I know you've are somewhat actually like in the movie business because I know you've actually been on per like productions and stuff like that. Like, even though they're small, they're still a production and that's what counts. So as someone who wants to be in the movie industry, and this is my form of being in it by reviewing movies, um, I think it's a smart idea, to be honest with you. I mean, think of the circumstances that they're putting it on is a global pandemic that like was 100% like not planned or anything like that. Like no one knew this was gonna happen. So studios do have to make their money back somehow. They put it's, so much money into it, they got to get it back somehow. So it is a smart thing. I'm sure Warner Brothers gets X amount of dollars for every new subscription that comes to HBO Max. And I'm pretty sure I heard something like 10,000 plus new subscriptions came in and just for Wonder Woman back in December yeah. because people were home for Christmas and stuff like that. So, hey, let's watch Wonder Woman. Watch, and I'm people sure are still watching Wonder streaming. Woman because it's like 11 years long now because, Jesus, that movie's long. <laughs> yeah, that. but it's really, it's like the best of a bad situation. Like like you said, you know, we have a pandemic. Okay, well, obviously some people are going to the theater. Not everybody's going to go. Well, here, if you want to go to the theater, that's fine. The movie's going to be in theater. But if you don't want to go to the theater, here you go. You can watch Space Jam 2 at home, which I will be going to the theater for. I don't care what anyone says. Plus, as far as I know, it's it's still just temporary. Like, this isn't, this isn't a permanent uh, thing yeah. for HBO Max. This is only going to be... It's for the mo- it's for the first month that movie's in theaters. It's also going to be in HBO Max, but once the month's yeah, up... Yeah, but, but not even that. You're talking about the whole... This overall process of them releasing yeah. the movie for a month to the to the app then, and then off of it. This is only temporary. It's just for the. It's I think right year, now think. it's just for this year because I think I think the last one that'll take advantage of is Matrix Four, which I think comes out in December. Nope. Doom comes out in December. Doom so is the last. So Matrix, Matrix Four comes out in November, September, or something like that. Okay. 
Oh, um, that means the next John Wick comes out that day too, right? Because aren't they on the same? They were. Day? I think they moved. Them. They were. They moved, they moved John Wick because they were both in May. Originally. They were both the same day. Yeah, yeah they're both the same day. In May, yeah. And there was, I'm pretty sure there was like talks of like some theaters even doing like double features of Matrix Four and John Wick Four, like just back to back. Because why not? Yeah, I, I I wasn't a fan of the first Matrix. I don't know right now, Cole. I don't know if I can do the show anymore, man. Like I, we just started, and I, I <laughs> okay. So it was one of those things. People told me to watch it for years and years and years, and I finally broke down. I was like, okay, I'll watch it, and I liked it. I didn't love it, but I was like, why did so many people tell me to watch this? And I get that it was one of those things at the time. It was it, game changing at the time. Yeah, I and I totally get that. And I, 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 I like it. I appreciate it for what it is, but, eh. Watch it now, and you'll be pleasantly in love with how much that movie, like, just think about it, because it came, it was made in, like, 1998, early 1999, released in 1999. So think about CGI technology. Like, we weren't having, like, young-faced Robert Downey Jr. in a Marvel movie yet at the yeah. time. Like, the CGI in that movie... Holds up pretty well. Holds up really well and does not look cheesy at all. There's there's maybe like one or two parts that where, yeah, you're like, oh, that is definitely not. It's not Resident Evil 1999 CGI where the monster looks like a puppet. Yeah, no, it's definitely through. better than that. It's far superior than that. Um, I've been meaning to go back and watch it. it was just I just saw them a few months ago and it, hold, like, it holds up. I like, I like the movies. Because this was like maybe three or four years ago. I, when I when I watched it, so I need to go back and rewatch it at some point. So yeah, I you say, and I'm sure it probably will be the fact that like once December comes, Dune gets released, Dune's out for a month, and then that's the end of that. I could totally see them just continuing it this way. I don't see a it, problem with it. It just all depends on how like you gauge views and equal to like money like however yeah. netflix does it because yeah netflix is releasing a new movie every week this year i don't know if you guys knew that but like i don't know what they are but apparently every yeah. week there's a new movie up on all i know is the one with the rock and gal gadot and ryan reynolds that the rock was working on for a while and they shut down and now they're back to they like wrapped filming a few months ago I know that one's probably on the slate for this year to be released. I'm just waiting um, for Stranger Things 4 at this point. Yeah. yeah. But um, so however Netflix counts views as money, Warner Brothers is obviously probably doing the same thing. I could totally see them being like maybe not although Justice League kind of proves that you don't need to go to a theater to push out a giant blockbuster movie yeah so i was thinking maybe like for a film like the little things with denzel and jared leto and the dude from mr robot like that's kind of like a b movie in a like not like a b movie is not the right word just like a movie that like you wouldn't watch art, in theaters like you wouldn't go out of your movie. way to watch it in theater yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I think, would because I'm weird. I do go yeah. out of my way to watch those weird like art movies. But like your, your but like, average consumer wouldn't go. Your it's Marvel like, or your DC person would not go see it. So it's like Warner Brothers Max, could, con- like, yeah, like, like Tom, like Tom and Jerry. I I, I want to go see it. Yeah, no, I still haven't seen it, but I saw it. You know, they give, what'd you it was say? Good. That was pretty funny. Yeah, like it, 
it felt nostalgic you know it had its you know quirkiness of like the of the cartoons but it was up you know with some modern jokes and stuff like that i liked it it was funny i'll go i'll see a space jam too just because i want to see i'm seeing that in theaters like did that's definite theater. And i just want to see if they bring back wayne knight for some reason oh yeah man <laughs> i would... fix that divot okay i'm not I'm still not searching for jordan <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the of the original Space Jam, but Wayne Knight was always my favorite part. Just any anything he's in, I just love. Oh, yeah, honestly, honestly, I'm not like super jazzed about Space Jam too, just like a, for a nostalgic reason. Because like I, I know it's like a really shitty movie, but Space Jam is a good movie. Like let's be honest here. But I I'm not a I'm not a huge action. like sports fan. So for me, everyone's like, oh my God, LeBron James is in Space Jam. I'm just like, cool, just you taking, mean. It's taking forever to come out, though. Like, I feel like it's been talking about, they've been talking about it for years. Yeah. Like, since I'm LeBron, he, LeBron I'm announced it like five years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited for it, but it's the fact that, so last year they had like a rap party for it, and somebody was fi- was filming B-roll footage that they were showing on a screen, and a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff got leaked out. In, on the B-roll, they show the Wicked Witch of the West, Joker, Pennywise, The Mask. Yeah. Apparently, they're all in the movie. Because they're all Warner Brother properties. Yeah, it's the same reason it. why you got 2.5 seconds of Batman in Ready Player One. Yeah. Ready I Player feel like One was just so full of stuff. Like, God. Such a good movie, though. Oh, I love it. That, lo- that was the book, though. The book was literally like... Yeah. Just every... So... The first book, at least, I'm like started the second book. I've had to put it down a few times because I feel like he I've heard, took, it's, not, I've heard it's not great. In my opinion, he took what worked about the first book, which is the pop culture references and stuff like that, and literally punched it in every sentence. Like, so every sentence has a reference, and you're just like, oh my God, dude, like, I wanted to know the story. I don't want to hear your references. Like, I like the references, but I don't know. It's like a bunch of one liners. It's like, you yeah, know, referencing this. I don't know. Another reason I love the the first book so much, I'm one of those people that like listens to the book as I read it. Mm-hmm. And Will Wheaton is actually the the person who reads the book for Audible. And there's a line. Well, we, Will Wheaton is technically the president of the Oasis in the book. And so there's a line where they say something along the lines of President Wheaton. And Will Wheaton literally pauses the book and goes, <laughs> It's fucking right. <laughs> Keeps going and reading. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, that's that's a good, like, and he reads the second one too. And like, I don't know. I hope they make Ready Player 2 though. I feel like they could do something, maybe not follow the book, but they could definitely do their, because oh, now the book, the second book's like something to do with like a hidden treasure, treasure within Halliday's contract or something like that. It's okay. interesting so far. It's definitely movie material. The problem is, we don't, I know they're doing a second one because they greenlit it before he even finished the book. Yeah, I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Like, that I think pretty sure Spielberg bought the rights. He's like, I'm not done writing. He's like, well, fucking write it. <laughs> kind of like Game of Thrones, where they're like, he's like, I'm not done with this last book yet. And then Martin's it's been like 40 years. It. He's, no, he's never going to finish it. He's going to die and just let us fucking How long has he been working on that book? Like 10 years or something? It's been a long. It, it's been a long time. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. I just know that. that I mean, book, he, he gave. Joke. He gave them. He has ideas for it. He has. He has. A, you know, he's working on it. And to <laughs> to finish out Game of Thrones, he gave them. You know, ideas like it's just kind of the, 
the way I'm leaning towards or these are some of my ideas yeah. that kind of spun it. But then I feel like uh, the writers were just trying to get out of there toward the end so they can go yeah. work on Star Wars and then end up falling out. But um, Literally, my knowledge of Game of Thrones comes from that like three-part South Park episode that they did. Oh, the dragons are coming. They're coming. They're going to be huge. It, it was really good. And I, I can see where people complain about the, about the lot, you know, as it gets toward the end of it in the last season, just being kind of mailed in. But it was, it <coughs> the was a good season. The last season was very mailed in, in my opinion. Yeah. I watched them all. Um, and it's not my cup of tea. But, like, I, I, if I remember correctly, like, the first three seasons are based off the books. Mm-hmm. And then any episode after that, they're like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> So they kind of made up their own stories and stuff. But yeah, that's kind of like with Walking Dead because I think they followed the comics at first, but after a certain point, there's like, we don't need these. That show needs to stop. Uh, It is. Brady, tell your state to tell them to stop. It it is stopping. Um, They announced last year that season, they're on like what, season 10 right now or some shit like that? Whatever, season 11, I think, is the last season. This well, that, but it's not stopping though, because uh, Daryl and Carol are getting a spinoff, and there's going to be three movies about Rick. Yeah, I forgot about the. the well, the movies aren't even. Re- the movies are like made for TV movies, by the way. They're going to go on AMC's channel, not. Oh, like, I thought in they the were. Theater. Like, I thought they were legitimate movies. No, they're That's like AMC bad. original movies. Um, I was a diehard for that show. I went to a Walker Stalker Con in Chicago. I was I bought the Compodiums like I was a diehard for I that show. I was really into it, but by the time Negan finally showed up, I was out. Yeah, Thank you. Same. Negan destroyed that show. And I was and really I, I was really hyped for Negan. I was super hyped, but then he showed up. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I think I and gave I, up yeah. after that that first season with Negan. That the season with Negan after that season, I gave up. I was like, I think that cliffhanger where he first showed up. And they left us dangling for like a year. That was what started to kill the show for me. I'm like, okay, you re- you didn't have to do this. Like you, know, we all know what's coming. So why are you, you know? I don't know. Just it was yeah, a good twist, I just. But it wasn't because it still happened. In the, well, the extra death, yes, but Glenn still death. happened in the book. I yeah. didn't think they needed to do like. I get why because not everyone not it. everyone read the books, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, they kind of had to show the whole Glenn situation, but at the same time, they didn't have to show the whole Glenn situation. They could have just been like and that would have been, even the, care that been Glenn. Abraham was like I'm like no. Oof. Leave him alone. What, yeah, what, I was what, like, "Oh no, Abraham." I was like, "That's a shame." I was like, "I guess Glenn got spared," and then it happened. And I was like, "Oh no!" I did. I did appreciate his last words, though. Suck my nuts. I met him. I've met him. I met him like a year before that episode came out, too. Who Abraham? Yeah, the, uh, Michael Michael Cutlets or something like that. Yeah, Michael Cutlets. I met. I met him at the Walker Stalker Con. Um, we didn't even talk about The Walking Dead. We talked about Band of Brothers because he was in that. Yeah. Nice. He goes, "Holy shit, how old are you?" And I was like, "I was like 21 at the time." He goes, "No one ever asked me about that." I'm sure that was refreshing for him. Yeah, well, um, I'm sure. Yeah, because like, uh, um, it was an interesting story. I have like a Jay from Jay and Silent Bob pop 
thing. Mm-hmm. And Jason Muse, I met him like 15 days after I bought it. And I bought it specifically because I knew I was going to meet him or whatever. And he signed it and he literally like held it and hugged it. It was like, you know, this is the first one I've ever actually touched. <laughs> He's like, I just buy them off of Amazon and send them to whoever. But I've never actually like helped one. I was like, you do whatever you need to do, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a cool moment. Um, but I think we should go ahead and get started. Before we talking started, about, uh, oh. well, I guess I could say that I have a bit of uh, Black Adam just announced their uh, actual release date. What is it? July 29th next year. Okay. Oh, okay. Which that's not, it was supposed to be December this year. That's not too bad of a delay. That's, you know, what, what I watched that clip that, that Brady shared from The Rock, and I was like, it's like middle of the afternoon already. And you're going to make an announcement today. Like, why? Yeah, you just it was like four o'clock. It? it was like three o'clock. When that I was check, I was checking right before we came on. I was like, "Did he announce anything yet?" I was like, "Cause you, you yeah, it's a two D trailer." You know, I was like, "What are you, what are you gonna announce?" Yeah, they he just announced it like 20, 25 minutes ago. He's cool. he's gonna announce that he's going on an extra extra protein diet for this movie. <laughs> Here's the thing: it's not that I'm not excited for it, but it's like I just I just want him to fight Shazam already. I just want to get to that point. Like I just. All right, anyway, let's get into Justice League. Zach, okay, Zack Snyder's Justice League, because apparently, according to. Yeah, say it right. Say it well, right. So it was called the Snyder Cut for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah and then I don't know if you guys listened to the Kevin Smith clip, uh, episode I sent you. I didn't get a chance. He did that. Homework all day. Yeah, he did that pre show um, where Cole messaged us and said, oh, they're going to release these movies in black and white in the theaters or whatever that it was on that pre-show where they made that announcement. Well, apparently before the pre-show, they went up to Kevin Smith, they meaning the studio and told him that he can only refer to it as Zack Snyder's justice league. He can't refer to it as the Snyder cut. Mm. It was interesting. Um, Ah, And you know, Kevin Smith, he doesn't have filters. So he, he will literally tell you any, as long as he knows he can legally get away with it, he will tell you anything. Because there has been times where like he's accidentally like leaked some shit, and he's like, "Damn it, I shouldn't have said anything." Um, but four hours, two minutes long, um, and I'm not mad with it. I'm not like yeah. it's not it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it's also not the worst. But it's also not necessarily like middle ground either. It's no, just it's, like it was good. I enjoyed it, but there was also things that I didn't enjoy about it. But I'll let you guys start because you guys are more experts in this stuff than I am. I'm just like the guy who watches all the comic book movies. I don't know shit about anything comic book wise. So my knowledge on DC, like I, I'm not the biggest DC guy in the world. I've, I've read a couple of the. I've read, you know, of course I've read some of the comics, but I'm not as big into to it as I am Marvel. But like, um, I no, I really enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was, I thought it was very good. I, you know, it's not, you know, it's like Brady said, it's not anything groundbreaking. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I watch the cartoons more. I don't read the comics really. I, I watch the cartoons of, of of DC, and I feel like it fit it. It fit it more, and it was more relatable to that compared to compared to what they had before. So to me, it, to me, I, th- I think it was mu- it was much better done. 
you know, it, yes, it's longer, but they took away all the jokes that made it, you know, I think they're trying to make it more, you know, MCU relatable. So, or, you know, of course, because you're, you're trying to appeal to the same fan, you know, the same people who watch, you know, the Marvel movies, you know, they're, they're going to check it out probably more than, you know, you know, it's another superhero movie. I'm going to watch that. So I think with, with Josh Whedon, him adding all the jokes that make it, you know, entertaining and more attractive like that. But because they took them out, I was, I enjoyed it much more. I see what I see what you're saying there. Um, I kind of, to go off of what you said, the, the they were trying to appeal to the Marvel audience. I think they were to a point of it being, hey, it's a big cinematic version of the thing you grew up with, what, like reading about, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas Joss Whedon still tried to do that. First off, let me just say, fuck that guy. <laughs> like not even for his- for him. Not even for his vision of the movie, just him personally. He's a douche. Um, but anyway, I, I'll refrain from going forward with that conversation. But anyway, um, he he tried to appeal to the Marvel audience by making it family friendly and joking. Like if if you really like go back and watch, and I watched it once in theaters, and I actually came home. That when it was when I had my first movie podcast, I came home and I like turned on the mic and it instantly recorded an hour and a half show right there. Just oh my god, I fucking love this movie. It was so, and I, looking yeah, back I really, at it, I, I really liked it, it too. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen it since that initial screening in theaters, but I, I came out of it really enjoying it. Well, at the time, we only had like uh, Batman versus Superman to kind of go off of like what was before it you know and man of steel but i didn't see man of steel i didn't see man of steel i saw batman versus superman and suicide squad first and to me it was better than batman versus superman um but i see where joss whedon you know made the points of like have aquaman sit on the lasso of truth and like be a funny dude have the Flash kind of be a bumbling fool the whole time because he doesn't yeah, know how I mean, to control to, his he's powers. Supposed to be young, he's supposed to be a, a kid, you know, like you know, early twenties teenage, you know, still a teenager though. Let's have that's Alfred the Marvel reference. effect there. Yeah. Now, Although I, I do wish real quick, I do wish that they kept the joke in to where, uh, like in Whedon's, in Whedon's version of it, when they're when they're all inside the Batcave talking about this is what this is what the plan is. Uh, they had joked to Bruce that uh, Aquaman could talk to fish, but he wasn't very sure about it. And so he was asking Aquaman if he could uh, like find some information out from the ocean. He was like, um, can you talk to fish? Basically. And uh, I was like, I wish I would have kept that joke in at least. Well, that joke. And they're... then, and then uh, Barry like zooming around the Batcave when he first gets into it, checking out everything. But other than that, like I could do without all the jokes. I d- I, the one thing I miss from Whedon's, Whedon's version that I can remember is Alfred's line: "One misses the days when the our biggest concern were uh, exploding wind up penguins." Oh like, yeah, it wasn't necessary, but it's like okay, I kind of like that. That's yeah. I think something they took out. The one thing I think that they took out of the Whedon version that I thought made no sense that they could have easily kept is a simple throwaway line from uh, Batman. And I'm pretty sure it was to I'm pretty sure it was to Barry the Flash, where he was like, "I'm nervous. I don't. What if What if we fail?" And he goes, 
Batman said something along the lines of, as long as you save one person, you'll never fail. So that's your goal, just to save one person. Yeah, th- there were people online talking about how, you know, that shouldn't have been taken out. And I, I agree, like, that was a good little it, moment. It's a, th- it's a throwaway yeah. line, but it's also very, like, a mature statement for yeah. Batman to say, a, a seasoned superhero to say to a young kid who is still trying to discover what mentor, he can do. Seen the mentor been, side of him. Yeah, he's been doing this for years. Like, he knows you can't always save everybody. If you can save that one person, you know, you're okay, good. Okay, so one of you guys tell me, but I'm pretty sure about this, right? Uh, didn't Barry Allen not get his superpowers until after he worked in the crime lab? He, uh, like I don't he know got the job remember. at the crime lab and then he got his superpowers. Yeah, like so I don't... I don't know how it was in the in the comics, but I I know on the Flash TV show he he's already working in that crime ra- crime lab. Like he's already at Star Labs. No, he's okay. He's working at the crime lab. Then the you know the elect- electrical thing at Star Labs happens, and then he gets his. That's how he gets his powers. See, that's what I thought. I thought it was something along the lines of like he didn't get it until he got that yeah. job or whatever. And I saw people online confused about how he doesn't have the job yeah. until the end of the movie. In, but he maybe, has his powers. Maybe and I'm sure they're the doing something different. Yeah, and it may be different in the comics. I don't know. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm not a DC comics expert. Unless, unless we're talking Booster Gold, in which case... <sighs> I will say that... Um, you can't go in, but the thing about DC versus Marvel, as far as like movie wise and even content wise, you can't really go into a DC movie expecting the Avengers or Captain America and be like, that's America's ass. Like, you can't expect that because no. DC is a darker medium. Yeah. That's what they, they're known for. And like what Warner Brothers, they, I feel like they're just putting out the movies to, to you know, just to put out the movies for, for the movie's sake. You know, Marvel had a plan going in. You know, they had the structure. They knew what their ultimate goal was, what they wanted to do. And, you know, they pursued it. You know, it took time, you know, but it, it built the fan base up really well. And, you know, profit shows it. You know, everyone invested from, you know, from Iron Man to, you know, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. You know, how look how invested people were. But on they, the DC side, yeah, on the DC side, yeah. they're they're darker movies, they're darker comics. They're not, uh, you know, they're more gritty. They have you know, darker storylines here and there for certain things. Um, plus, they're older. You know, they're not. You know, they're just. It's a, it's just it's just a different type of you know comic you're going into yeah. really. And Marvel still has a plan. Like I like I read in an interview they had plans through 2029. So in meanwhile, DC's like, we got Shazam too. I'm like, all right, that's great. What else you got? Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think Warner Brothers still, uh, they don't, I don't think they actually have a plan yet the way Marvel, yeah, Marvel's put out. But I think they're still trying to figure out what they want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you know, and and now that you know, Justice, you know, this, you know, Zack Snyder's came out. I think now they're realizing, hey, we could be sitting on something. I well, I hope they realize that because they started really seeing, you know, oh, this is what was gonna happen, you know, if the movie came out originally. They had, you know, movies that they canceled or you know shelved, you know, lists coming out. This is what the plan was gonna be and everything. So I, hopefully I'm they hoping, they realize that. I'm hoping they get it back on track. And I've heard that the Flash movie is gonna reset everything. At least that's what the director Andy 
I can't pronounce it. Uh, it was the guy who directed it, Andy. Uh, Muschietti. Muschietti, yeah. He said it's going to reset everything, which they're they're adapting Flashpoint. So, yeah, it's going to have to reset everything because that storyline. I think he's also directing a, you're directing a Supergirl movie or doing a Supergirl show. No, she no, was supposed she, to be in. She's in the Batman Flash movie. Oh, she's in the Flash. Okay. okay. Yeah, oh, she's in it now. Oh, yeah, Supergirl. That, sorry. That was that, that woman was, was supposed to be in Ben Affleck's uh, Batman movie that uh-huh. he was making. Yeah, yeah. but no, he because when he announced the casting for Supergirl, that was uh, it's so she's gonna be in Flash. Okay. But that whole I'm wondering how that's gonna go, how that movie's gonna go because the, Michael Keaton was supposed to be in it as you know playing batman again but mm-hmm. i read an interview the other day he's like yeah i have the script sitting on an ipad i haven't looked at it i'm very busy i'm being very selective with my projects right now but they they start filming next month so we be busy man. with being old stealing money from mcdonald's <laughs> dude i freaking love that movie so much <laughs> but well, i yeah. mean like I get why I get why Zack Snyder did everything that he did because it was his vision and he finally got the chance to get his vision out there. But at the same time, I feel like and who knows what could happen, what could change as far as what it looks like right now. He's done and he's moving on to other projects, which is totally fine. But it just seems like such an odd thing to set up something like the multiverses with the Joker in the uh, Injustice League, basically at yeah. the end there, and Martian Manhunter, which finally re, which finally unites the seven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's such a weird green. thing to set up to I not s- go anywhere potentially. I still wish that was Green Lantern. Nothing against Martian Manhunter, but I still wish that I real I knew it was never going to happen. But part of me was hoping Ryan Reynolds was going to show up. Like, hey, what's up? He confirmed early on, like, as, like people kept letting it get, like, people kept like tweeting about it, and eventually he broke down and goes, "I can 100% guarantee you, I'm not in it." Yeah, but, I saw that, but, but, but the show, like the right show after Green Lantern in it, yeah, they yeah. did, and I well, was so cool. happy. But, <laughs> yeah. but that, right. that that shot was in the Whedon Whedon version as well, not the full no, lantern, just the ring. No, the there was a lantern in the Whedon. What was there not? I'm just, I'm pretty sure just the ring. I remember seeing a lantern in theaters. Maybe just the ring, but I don't remember seeing the whole like the whole battle with the gods and everything. The ba- the battle was like sl- there was a battle, but it was slightly trimmed down, and there was a lantern for like a second. It was, but I don't remember that. But we got more lanterns. Though. I mean, yeah, you got to, you got to see more of them. And we got that we got to see uh, Ares from uh, Wonder Woman again. Yeah, and I think I think he was played by the same actor. I think. I can tell you. I, um, what was, but yeah, it just seems like such an, like, it seems like such an odd thing to set a lot of that stuff up to, and again, something could change, but as far as what it looks like right now to not go anywhere, yeah, it I mean, seems like, like would, such like a tease almost. To give you all this, you know, like working material, like it's good stuff, you know, next thing, like you said, to set up, you know, the Injustice League and everything, you know. I understand, you know, he wanted to get his, like you said, his vision out there, but there should be, like, if you were just going to do that and just be like, okay, that's cool. I'm going to move on now. Why would you do that? Why would you not take advantage of, obviously, you have something good here. You know, why would you not build off of that? 
Exactly. Like, and I'm not even like a, this is coming from just a movie fan and not necessarily a comic book fan standpoint, in my, at least for me, of like, you have the potential to make some really good, big, blockbustery movies here, you know? And yeah. then you don't, you don't do it, but you set all this stuff up. It'd be like, it would literally be like, because, I mean, people tend to skip the first, the Edward Norton Hulk movie, which is technically the first movie in the MCU. Second. Um, no, Hulk came out before Iron Man. Nope. Oh no, Iron they came out like a month apart, actually. Yeah, or something like yeah. That. Iron Man was that was May 2008. It would really okay. So, basically, my point is, it'd be like doing an Iron Man movie and then never doing a Marvel movie ever again. Yeah. I saw one meme where people like you know, it was it's as if they when they first showed uh uh Thanos like on the on the moon or he sees Earth and like if if Marvel would be like okay that's enough we're going to yeah. cut it right there. Yep, I saw that too. That's yeah. Let's do uh, someone else. <laughs> yeah. My, my my favorite comparison I've always seen, like it's like doing Iron Man, then jumping to Civil War, and then doing Guardians of the Galaxy, and then doing Avengers. Like th- then doing Endgame. That's the and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what they did. Yeah, I'm excited because they don't they don't have all of it. I'm I'm assuming the way since the way they're jumping at it, they don't have a full on plan or someone kind of guiding it. Now, yeah. if they were to, if they were to convince someone to like, hey, this is what we want to do, can you take the helm, Christopher Nolan? Uh, you know, guide us and tell us what you know what would be best. Look, if they want to give sure me at one point, Nolan was supposed to kind of take charge of that, and he just decided no. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he already had a bad taste in his mouth from uh, finishing The Dark Knight with uh, Christian Bale. I mean, let's be honest, Ben Affleck's probably one of the best Batmans. He's, He's a good old yeah. Batman. Michael Keaton's still my favorite, but I really like Ben Affleck. I mean, Michael Keaton's the go Batman, but Ben Affleck's the second go Batman <laughs> for his two movies. I don't know, so... Is it one of those movies that you guys would actually like actively sit down and watch all four hours again? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I've heard people complain. You know, it's you know, it's it's still not a great movie. I mean, how many super movie, superhero movies are like you know absolutely over the top amazing, other than Infinity War and Endgame? But they're still not winning Best Picture. You know, best best movie. That's not what it's about. You know, it's yeah, about it's about, it's about like, you know. Yeah, it's fan service to what you like. I haven't and, fought. Like that first Iron Man, that's still my favorite MCU movie that they've done. Like the very that's still my favorite. Mm-hmm. After all these years. Like I said, for me, me, I watch more of the of the DC cartoons and it felt right. Like it feels like it feels like I'm watching like, you know, the Justice League cartoons or the the Young Justice. There's you know, there's not a lot of laughing. I mean, yes, there's some joking around, but there's it's you know they'll make a joke, but they don't laugh about it. They're just they keep a straight face. It's like kind of dry humor. But other than that, it's it's serious. You're it's more detailed, kind of going what's going on. And there's not a lot of action, but there's there's an adequate amount of action. So to say people people are complaining, oh, you know, it's still four hours. You know, of it's four hours and it's it's still it's slow. It's crap. Well, if you're just if you're just like a hobby, you know, superhero movie watcher, like you don't know too much more about it, you're just checking it out because oh, it's a new superhero movie. 
then yeah, you're probably not going to like it. Yeah. But like I said, for, for me, you know, watching these cartoons and knowing a bit more about the, you know, about the universes, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. I thought, you know, it was, it was well done. It did what it needed to do, which was yeah. basically give you the best possible fan service that you could get anywhere. Um, did the did the ratio bother you guys? I thought no, I thought that was going to be a huge issue, but I honestly didn't even notice it. No, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah, oh, it, it was... did me. But that's just because my TV's seventy five fucking inches, and it was annoying. I as told shit. you to sit closer. Look <laughs> <laughs> at. Well, my, favorite, blind. my favorite comment when it was announced that that was the ratio, someone was like, man, this will look great on my iPad. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Yeah. No, like, my, honestly, my complaint was I thought, like, it was, I needed to turn up my brightness or something. Like, that shit was dark. And I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine watching the Justice of Grey version because you're like, just trying to, like, squint and see what the fuck you're watching. So I popped it, talk I popped about- it on real quick on my phone. It looked nice. Like I ran it real quick when when y'all said uh, the Justice Grey on was uh, on the app already, I was I was like let me check it out real quick and I just I got fast forward into it and I was like oh that's nice looking. So Snyder said that that had an alternate ending. Does it or did he just say that? Because from what I've heard, it doesn't. Supposedly there's there's two different versions of it. One he's calling like a charity version, and one of it is the version that's on HBO Max. Apparently the charity version could possibly get released sometime later but not entirely sure okay and i may be now that i'm thinking i may have misread it because i think he did say not the justice is great not the justice is great version but i think the movie in general that he has a cop version that has an alternate ending so maybe we'll see that at some point yeah probably no no do you think the joker scene was necessary i really i enjoyed the hell out of that scene i don't care i, don't, I wouldn't say necessary but Knowing it was coming, I was looking forward to it yeah. for like the last. I think they hour. did it perfectly too to literally throw it in there at the last dude, minute. That, dude, that whole scene gave me chills, and it gave when me it, what I wanted. You, the, in the line, you sent a boy wonder to do a man's job. I was just like, oh my god. Well, that was one of those scenes that you could. I'm not entirely sure. Okay, so the scene that follows that, where Affleck or Batman or Bruce, whatever you want to call him, wakes up from the nightmare sequence and. You could clearly tell that was last year filmed one of the reshoots that we are known to have happened. Yeah. Um, because just by the way, because have you guys ever seen Gone Girl? Yes. I've heard about it. Okay. So Joe's seen Gone Girl. So you might know what I'm talking about here. If you watch Gone Girl, there's literally like, it goes scene to scene, like from scene to scene, Affleck is either buff or skinny, buff or skinny. Like it's Damn. actively... He was in the middle of filming Batman versus Superman. So he was constantly bulking up for Batman, but then losing the weight to do Gone Girl, but then bulking up again for Batman. Uh-huh. Wow. Plus, so, I think my girlfriend told me that with the with the nightmare scene, um, they were shooting stuff like Leto and and Ben were never actually face to face. They were shooting it at two different locations. Well that's the well that's my point here. Is, okay, sorry. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No 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 you're you you hit exactly what I was saying. You could clearly tell and maybe Ben Affleck filmed part of that late last year or maybe it's because I'm pretty sure some of that was already filmed because mm-hmm. you do see that in the trailer for the first version. 
yeah. the sandy like so maybe some of that was already filmed and maybe some of it was filmed last year but you're totally right they're not in the same room because look how like blurry it was in batman's perspective when you're looking at the joker yeah you see yeah. like you see like an arm like when they're you know when they're talking to joker you see like Ben's shoulder basically like just in the frame like that's all you would see like the arm and a little bit more or even the... Joker himself just like how out of frame it was I'm sure that's yeah. an artistic approach to it but at the same time it very much is like yep you can definitely tell like instead that of being he made right it... here with the camera he's more yeah. so like like Jared Leto's like in a room somewhere <laughs> just like going yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious that his gloves weren't surgical gloves they were full on like pandemic gloves at this yeah, point yeah. What, what but, did you guys think of his look this time around? So like much it. better. So yeah. much. I, and I never hated the original design, but uh, yeah, this was a lot better. I ha- I hated the Suicide Squad version of him, but my girlfriend I, my girlfriend enjoyed it. But I was like, I, see, can't, I can't. I don't. Do I don't it. want. I don't want to get into a whole release the air cut or argument on Suicide Squad, but they could they they butchered that movie because they're. And they wasted Joker because there was the whole bunch of stuff that got cut with yeah. Joker, and it oh, was because there were scenes where he was beating Harley, and Warner Brothers is like, "No, we can't have that." And I'm like, "That's well, let's literally." Be real here. War- I I will say Warner Brothers is kind of justified with cutting some of the Leto stuff because apparently the backstage, like the back behind the scenes stories with uh, Leto, were very cringy. Yeah, like, like, were, like literally going character. into a. Per- yeah, going into a production meeting and throwing a dead pig on the table and being like, this is for Harley and walking out. Like, if, there's acting and there's method acting and there's whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> like, that, yeah, that's mean, a little weird. <laughs> that was a bit much. Yeah, I can get that, but... No, I, I don't hate... But it also so points out I... something there, though. It points out how much studios kind of need to let someone like David Ayer or Zack yeah. Snyder do what they want to do let them do their within, vision. within means let them yeah. have their vision within means but stop because the reason why the joss whedon version of uh justice league is like so bad i mean it's not like good but it's it, it's more bad than it is good after you watch Zack snyder's version but a lot of it was one, because it he rewrote it yeah. Well, he rewrote it, but he also rewrote it with like a lot of the studio's uh, input involved. Yeah. And so it shows you that like the studio just needs to back off and let these people do their jobs. That's why yeah. you hired them. Yeah. I find it funny though that Zack Snyder somehow found a way to finesse fucking Warner Brothers to be like, yeah, we're just going to do a couple reshoots. We only need basically a budget for a whole nother movie because they only gave him like i think it started out with like 250 million and by the end of it it was like 70 million or something like that it it started out like a kind of a small number like very basic like yeah definitely some reshoots number and then it turned into a full ass like budget budget yeah. And Warner Brothers just like, yeah, sure, I guess, like, have at it, buddy. And like, you know, at the, you know, <laughs> with all the, with all the talks after the first one came out, you know, and then you know how, the actors are like, oh well, you know, there is a different version of it that we would like to see here and there. Like you, you get so much hype build up for it, you know, or not hype, but like momentum rolling for it, and then you know more information will leak out. They're like, oh yeah, you know, this is what would have happened. 
oh, hey, here's the script, by the way, if y'all want to read it, you know, here's some leaks of it. And then people are like, you know, this, that would have been the movie. Like, I want to see that. So like. So here's the storyboards for two and three. Yeah. And like, so if you were going to have fans, you know, on, you know, because I feel like the internet is very, you know, it has the power to change things pretty easily nowadays. I mean, look at Sonic the Hedgehog. Look how that worked out. Whether it was a gimmick from the studios end or not, you know, look what the internet made them do, basically. But for have to have all that information come out to them, and people start demanding it, I feel like if if the if the studio were to like give any input, like no, don't do that, like it's just gonna piss them off, and they're gonna be in the same situation. Like, oh, you didn't give Snyder, you know, all control of it. You you made him water it down. You know, I still want the version he wanted to make. So they would have just put them in the same boat if they would have, you know, put their hands in it again. I think another interesting thing for me, at least, hearing about like the recent news of like all the Warner Brothers slash DC firings that happened because of Whedon, um, and then like the whole Ray Fisher situation with like his accusations against Whedon that are probably. I'm going to say are probably pretty fucking true. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck Joss Whedon. Um, but I find it interesting that like Warner Brothers hasn't released their findings from that whole investigation that they did, which is fine. That's their, that's their deal. They can do that if they want. But you know, but they have act off, also have actively said that like Ray Fisher is no longer involved in the Flash movie. He was supposed to have a bit like a part in the Flash movie, and now all of a sudden, ever since he started doing his whole like Joss Whedon treated me unfairly situation, like thing going on right now. Um, yeah, ever since that started, they took him out of the Flash movie. Now you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, kitty! Sorry, he was he was behind the screen. I was trying to get him out from there. That's me. But no, now you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I would say arguably Flash and uh, Cyborg had two of the biggest parts outside of the no. big three. Like, yeah. I was very like, happy with Especially Flash. Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. like, literally we to see so much more of him. carried was the good. fucking movie almost. Like, he, if it wasn't for him, half that story wouldn't work because dude's over there hacking into the mother box and stuff. But yeah, it's just interesting how all this is going down. And yet, and Ray Fisher's like, Warner Brothers this, Warner Brothers that. And yet, he's probably like one of the biggest parts in the entire movie in this version of it yeah. I, I can kind of see why he i'm sure stuff that he said that joss whedon did to him to treat him unfairly is uh pretty fucked up but i can also see why you'd be a little salty that like you go from having a really big part in a movie to being a bit player with some jokes to literally the the whole purpose of cyborg being in joss whedon's version of the movie was to get to that one moment where he goes booyah and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of, and I'm honestly kind of glad they didn't have the booyah in there in this version. Like part of me wishes it was there, but then I'm like, no, it's. I thought it was going to be at the end when he fist bumped Barry. I thought you'd hear like a little booyah or something like that. But I'm also kind of glad that like they didn't like literally make his entire well, purpose of being in the movie to say some, that one line. Someone yeah. asked Zack Snyder if booyah was going to be in there, and he's like, "What? Hell no." <laughs> I'm just like, okay. I did like the line though when they're in the the cemetery and they're like, "What do you?" And Fly and Barry's like, "What do you think? You yeah. think I can date her?" 
She's like, she's like five. She's five thousand years old. You know, it's not gonna work, man. No, 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 it was, it was a. Uh, you think she would go? Line. She was. He goes. Do you think she would go for someone younger like me? She she's was five thousand years, years old. Everyone's younger than her. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that, was a, that was a classic. That was one a really line, line. One line from the original trailer. I was so happy to see back. I heard about you. I didn't think you were real. I'm real and it's useful. Like, I've always loved that line. I was just so happy to see it back. Yo, two of my favorite lines. Number one, both Batman lines, by the way. Number one, Barry going, what's your superpower? He goes, I'm rich. Yes. <laughs> number, number two, Batman saying, fuck. I yeah. was oh, like, man. I literally yeah. stood up. I was like, oh. Yeah, him telling the, the joke. Kevin Hart. Oh. I'm just like, all right. Just that, that whole little conversation was so good to me. And then like the like the, the stare that, that Joker would give him back up. He said the line about, you know, Harvey wanting him to, um, Harvey wanting him to kill him slowly. Yeah. And like, like the realization that, that Batman killed Harley. His face, when he dropped that little bit of information, I'm just like, oh, oh, crap. Like you can like, tell like he was, like he snapped a little bit and he was just trying to like reassure himself yeah. like, no, he didn't, he didn't do that. He didn't do it. So that lot also in that scene, that line where Joker goes, we're friends. Who else is going to give you a reach around? I, that that was completely <laughs> improvised by Jared Leto. I, fi- I they, figured. They cut right after it and Leto looks to Snyder and goes, that's not going to make it in the movie. I know it's not. It's not Zack Snyder literally goes, you watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured that was an improv line. I don't mind it, but I'm just like, why is this here? This is... <laughs> Which kind of makes sense. That also points to them not being in the same room because, like, how do you say a lie? Like, and Ben Affleck's a great actor. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But how do you say a lie like that, even as serious as you being Batman, and not crack just a tiny bit? Yeah. Because <laughs> I would have been like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the way he delivered his line, though. It's just the way of, like, and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. I was like, oh, shit. He's serious. Yeah. yeah. I think what well, the one thing I, I could have done without was the maybe I'm like I'm just, I didn't like I didn't, I wasn't appreciating the I guess the emotion of the scene is when Arthur's going back to to the water after you know helping the village and the woman starts singing. Yeah. Oh, so, dude, yeah. For, yeah. So that, and then the moment when Lois Lane's walking with her umbrella and there's just music playing, it's like everyone got their own little music video. I'm just like, we don't need this. What, what music was playing when Lois, yeah, we didn't need like 30 minutes of Lois Lane giving some dude coffee in slow motion. Yeah. Like, if you cut out the slow motion, this movie, <clears throat> you'd probably cut out a good chunk. You could of easily get to a three hour movie. There's no, there's no I reason this movie does not happen. I think I read 10% of the movie in slow motion. Which was fine. I mean, like the, the Wonder Woman sequence when she's in the, in that museum. Oh, oh yeah. The, the slow motion to, and then to the super speed was really cool. I thought that was great. Um, well, I'm not complaining about that. I'm complaining about the 25 minutes flow was laying, giving a okay. co- coffee. Yeah. We it. didn't yeah. need that. Like she could have sped up and got him to his coffee in 10 minutes instead. <laughs> I get to that no, I did notice. I did notice that there wasn't, and uh, Joe will probably get what I'm saying here. There wasn't as many needle drops in this movie as there was with the Whedon cut. Like I'm pretty sure there was more modern music in the Whedon cut than there was yeah. in this one. And by needle drop, if you don't know what I mean, it's literally when you 
it's and it's when you drop a needle on a record but they also call that when you add like a modern or popular song into a movie that's called right. a needle drop because you're dropping track that yeah. everyone kind of knows which for me but yeah like, for me they save the music the until the end yeah yeah like uh baby driver is full of needle drops yeah, yeah and it works perfectly with that movie because the whole purpose is he listens to music while he drives because that's his shtick for me I like s- uh, i still like, need to finish that movie captain marvel kind of killed killed it for me when it came to uh, uh needle drops like when they had the big the, the big fight sequence in the ship against the the aliens and they're playing like and the no doubt like came the, on yeah i mean no doubt stuff like that i'm like this is your that one was okay. fight scene. No, it's not okay because this is your climactic I, fight scene for a movie. You need I get what score. you're saying. You don't need soundtrack. I, you don't need you know track. Though. You I get what score. you're saying. I get what you're saying, and I agree. But it was also Marvel's first big independent. Like Marvel was behind as far as DC goes, as far as having the woman, a uh, woman-led movie come out. Because I'm pretty sure Wonder Woman beat it by like a year. I think so. Yeah. Two years. So. Yeah year and a half okay but it makes sense that the song was i'm just a girl because it's girl empowerment and stuff like that but like the needle drop that i was annoyed annoyed by the most is when she was yes nirvana like you did not need come as you are while she's talking to like captain so-and-so or whatever like there was literally you could easily use like a light score there you did not need do 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 like you did not need that but also nirvana kind of sucks let's be real we we didn't need (laughs) captain marvel's movie in general, in my opinion, so I will say one of my favorite Easter eggs in Captain Marvel is the fact that Stan Lee is reading the Mallrat script. I love that yeah. so much. I think I think for me, what, what what killed like I just was not digging the movie at all. Actually, I think because of the music, you know, it I like I really enjoy score. So See, I, I think was, that's, I... that was my complaint. And then I felt like, and my girlfriend made this made this a point. If they would have put her movie in the very beginning like you know if it was Captain America then her movie you know and then built up to all the other movies you would have just been complaining the whole time where's Captain Marvel why doesn't she just come save everything yeah but then I feel like to me it felt like a filler movie to get to Infinity War and see I I was a really big fan of Captain Marvel from the comics but and, and I like the movie but I I didn't come out of it going, oh, that was fantastic. I went coming out of it like, that was good. You know, I'd watch it again, maybe. But you know, for me, it was just like, okay, cool. Now we can watch event. Now we can watch Infinity War. Like, yeah, it was just to fill in the gap. There, there were little things in that movie that just irked me. Like the whole, I don't want to get on a whole Marvel tangent here, but the part where, like, oh, uh, like the scientist or whoever. Yeah, her her name's Marvel. Okay. I'm not. Sometimes I I can be okay with gender swapping characters. That was one of those moments where I'm like, okay, okay, because Marvel was the original Captain Marvel in the comics, mm-hmm. and then he let, la- and then like he later like she later become because Captain Marvel was Miss Marvel, and then she later takes the mantle from from Marvel, and that's a whole. That, but that was well, technically Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel was, Shazam. was Shazam. Yeah, yeah, let's I just, know. Let's just I did kind of like the, back. <laughs> I did like that uh, when she was switching through her costumes, they quickly hit a Shazam costume and quickly went away from it. It was like literally like a blink and you miss it thing. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't know. I didn't 
didn't notice that. I would go. I remember that scene. I just don't remember in the Shazam costume. So you guys finished WandaVision. What do you guys think? Oh man. <laughs> wait, so wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it, before we get into it, any last thoughts, comments, whatever for Justice League? What? Okay. What would you rate it? Out of ten. Eight. Yeah, eight out of ten. I'll I'll go. I'll go eight point five. I'll go ahead of you guys just because there's there was a couple moments that even as a non comic book reading fan and someone who literally every time watches these movies and then swears them off like I'm never watching another one and yeah. I'm always watching them because that there I was moments like... there where I fucking popped in wrestling terms I popped. I think for 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 me watching because the most recent thing like. DC, what I've been watching it was uh, Young Justice since I'm, like I was trying to watch the new the newest season that came out a couple years ago. Uh, I really enjoy Martian Manhunter, and her his his niece is in the Young Justice. Yeah. So to see like his powers and her power, I'm like, man, I want more Martian Manhunter. That's one thing I wanted to ask. How did you guys react to seeing Martian Manhunter that first initial? Because me and all the people I was what we all like there was like eight of us. And four of us knew who he was. We were bouncing off the walls when he showed up. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah. Well, I knew he was in it. Well, um, I knew because, he was in it. Well, but... no. See, I'm, like I said, I'm not versed in the comics or anything like that. Yeah. I've heard, I've, obviously, I've heard the name Martian Manhunter. But, and I knew, the only reason I knew he was actually in the movie was because I saw, like, an IGN thing. And I'm one of those, I'm weird. I don't give a shit about spoilers. You could tell me Dumbledore dies at the end of one of the Harry Potter movies without me ever seeing it. And I'd be like, eh. Dumbledore dies? And then I was like, and then like, when I actually saw it, I was bawling like a little baby. Same thing with like Hans. Okay, so Star Wars Episode Seven came out like 15 hours overseas before it came out in America. And literally on Instagram that night, it was the scene of Han Solo getting stabbed by Kylo Ren yep. was already up there. And I watched that shit 25 fucking times and I didn't shed a tear. Saw it in theaters, cried, and I could barely see the screen. There's a difference between witnessing it and then witnessing it yourself like in person like with all the other feelings of the movie going See, through you in a way. When, when it comes to spoilers like something like the Han Solo thing I'd prefer not to have that spoil but something like Martian Manhunter to me that's like eh, okay cool but then seeing so, it like so like I said I knew he was in it but there's that scene that you see in the first trailer the first ever Justice League trailer which they do in this movie where Alfred goes, oh, you're here. He said you would come. I always thought that was going to be Martian Manhunter. I always assumed that was going to be Green Lantern. Or Green Lantern, because yeah. someone was like, oh, you can see green, it's glowing. Yeah, exactly. And then to be Superman. That was another thing I noticed. Pretty much anything that was cut from the Whedon version that was also in the trailer anything in the comes trailer. back into this yeah. movie. Yeah, like, they put it all back in. Like the parademons at the end with the desert area and all that. We now found out his nightmare sequence. You know, you got that Alfred line of, he said you would be here. Let's hope it's not too late. I did laugh. I had a good laugh when uh, Aquaman Arthur uh, walked out onto the port with a whiskey bottle and then like threw it in the ocean. I'm like, bro, you're like littering in your own home, man. Like, aren't you supposed to be for the fish? <laughs> he's he's he, just saving it for later. It's fine. There was a part where I think he, I think he was already wet. And he took off his shirt to jump into the water. I'm like, why? <laughs> Just leave they it on. Jason, they needed Jason Momoa to get naked for the ladies, bro. I, I was like, 
got sold out of the movie. Did anybody else? Did anybody else? I mean, fuck her for being in this movie in the first place. But did did anybody else get annoyed by the fact that she all of a sudden had a British accent? In the nightmare sequence, in the nightmare sequence, they literally, first of all, you have to make a bubble to talk underwater. You speak, why do you need a bubble to talk underwater, first of all? But second of all, she literally goes from like, hi, I am a hello, I'm not, I'm I'm a, I'm like, what? Like when, with her, I just like, I would see her and I'm kind of like zone out a little bit because I was like, ah, fuck her. And as far as the bubble, as far as for the bubble underwater, well, yeah, they can talk underwater, but they're trying to keep it more. If they do that, you're not going to be able to understand them, Brady. It's just, it's going to sound muffled and wobbly. That's why they gave you the bubble. Why can I understand a talking toy like Buzz Lightyear or Woody, but you're telling me I can't understand two humanoids talking underwater? Like, come on. Hey, man, come on. You don't need an air bubble. What's the point of being a fish person if you have to talk in an air bubble? Physics. Okay, anyway, so uh, yeah, that's Justice League. Um, you guys all gave it eights. I give it an 8.5. I thoroughly did enjoy it. Um, give me the sound I'm never voice. watching I'm never watching another superhero movie again. Yeah, we'll Wait, see. that's not true. I'll see you in July for Black Widow. No, I'm definitely not watching. I'm not first of all, as far as I know, as far as right now, this could all change, but as far as right now goes, the first movie I am totally planning, and I'll be fully vaccinated by then, so I don't know why I'm waiting so long. But the first movie I totally plan, 100% plan to go see in the theaters is Matrix 4. I'll Godzilla versus Kong is my first one back. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in the theater on Wednesday for Godzilla versus Kong. I'm honestly, like, honestly, I haven't been too worried about going to the theater because they they keep you spaced out pretty well. Like They, they buffer the seats, and honestly, it hasn't well, it's been not that even. Packed. It's not even that for me anymore. It's just like the most, any movies that are coming out right now to theaters are super big, like Godzilla versus Kong blockbustery type movies. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I like those movies, don't get me wrong, but I also like to go see things like The Little Things or Judas and the Black Messiah, like the smaller, yeah. like, it, arty Art, type movies. movies. Yeah. Um, so, like, some of those movies are going straight to streaming. So, it makes sense that I don't go to a theater. Yeah, that's true. Watch it. So, but like, as far as I know, and as far as like what I'm planning right now, Matrix 4 is something I'm definitely going to go to theater for. Again, that could all change. But I totally like, I I enjoyed this. And I thought it also proves that you doesn't necessarily don't need to go to a theater to go, like not saying like you as like the viewer, but like you as the movie person, the movie, the movie creator do not need to go through the theater system. Yeah. And plus, you know, a it's a movie like this. I think it works out also benefit. Uh, this is all, I wanted to touch on this earlier. It's beneficial to you know smaller towns that don't have a theater or you know ha- are still closed or have closed down because they couldn't stay afloat with it being closed. You know, this gives them an option to see these big movies without having to drive. You know, who knows? You know, 30, 45 minutes. You know, or an hour away because their local their local theater is closed down for good, or is still closed due to the pandemic and they're not getting the movies and you have the app now to their advantage and that's where you get your streamers from me uh personally i like going to our alamo draft house and last month they or i think it was last month they announced that they filed for bankruptcy which bummed me out because they've already closed they're going to close or they've already closed i think three theaters three of the franchises and 
mine is fairly new. Like it's only been around here for a couple years, I want to say. Um, and I would hate to see that place close because I really enjoy going there now compared to Century, which is Cinemark. And so like, that's why I've been trying to make it more of an effort to go to the theater because I honestly do feel safe going to that theater as far as, you know, keeping things disinfected and spacing because one, it hasn't been that packed uh, and it's for the older movies, but it's that's still revenue for them to, to be coming in. So I try to, you know, get the most bang on my buck. You know, I order the food, make sure I tip them, but they're, they're really good. They're really clean. They, you know, they know you're coming. So they already have the, like they, they bring you your food when they know you're there. You know, there's not a lot of back and forth it's for me like i enjoy it and i don't want to see my i don't want to see that theater close so i i'm making the effort to keep continue to go like going back to going back to the pandemic you know in this situation i think the app is beneficial because like i said we were seeing a lot more theaters shut down because it's not working out for them right now and like i said it's also beneficial for the smaller movies like the little things or judas and black messiah which a normal moviegoer might not have gone to go see it, but hey, there's yeah, certain they might, not pay, Max. they might not pay they 10 bucks a ticket anything. and it's everything. A free movie, watch it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, free with your subscription, but yeah, watch it. Um, the two theaters we have here that are like Alamo Draft House are called Studio Movie Grill, which, and then uh, one's called Movie Tavern. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Uh, the cool thing about Movie Tavern, and they did this pre pandemic, like for years, they'll like on Sundays or something like that, play a classic movie. Like uh, a couple years ago, uh, I went to go see Big Trouble in Little China. Nice. And and then I saw, I literally, it was last year, like or 2019 in the summer, I saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind for the first time in theaters. I've never seen that movie before. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to go see it, might as well go see it in theaters with the best sound and the best audio, like the best visuals and everything. It was a good movie. Yeah. I, said, I that, didn't sit at home and watch it because I that was my thing about, copy. That was my thing about going to see Lord of the Rings in theaters because um, I want to say I saw them in theaters when I was a kid because I I've, I remember Wait, seeing how old Return are you again? Of, I'm about to be 30 on Wednesday. Oh, but shit. They, okay. Yeah, I'm 28. They just, they're hitting their, their 20th anniversary. Like This is the 20th anniversary of the movies. God damn old. Uh, and so I was like, I could not, I could not have been 10 watching this at the theater because I used to go by myself. Like I would catch the bus and go to the theater by myself. But like I remember okay. watching Return of the King in theaters. So I'm like, I was like, I don't remember that. But I was like, are they really that old already? But you know, they dropped out zip the series because they want to bring, you know, people back to the theater to show, hey, we're open and stuff like that. And what better to do it with than than arguably the best, you know, trilogy of all time. In my in my opinion, I think he did Lord say arguably, so I'll give him arguably. that look. <laughs> I'm not giving him any look. We're... I vividly remember seeing the first Lord of the Rings in theaters. I was probably see you said you're 30, so you're two years older than me. Yeah. So it's I had to be. I had to be seven yeah. or eight then at the time. Yeah, I had to be I, seven. I have the. I had the worst bladder known to man as a little kid. And I vividly remember going to that 
Lord of the Rings in theaters and having to pee on the fucking like elephant and waterfall scene. And I don't remember anything else about that movie. <laughs> I remember this is one weird one. I I remember uh, going to watch Devil's Advocate in theaters with my little brother. And my little brother was two years younger than me. Yeah. I don't know how I got in that movie, but we we saw the Devil's Advocate and I don't remember an adult being there. And I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I've never seen it, but I know it's an Al Pacino movie, so there, that just tells you something right there. There's a scene. I have, I have, it's, it's been years since I've seen. It. I think that was the only time I ever saw. It, but I, I vaguely remember a scene where a woman is, you know, getting naked toward the end, and there's fire, and I was like, my brother shouldn't be seeing this. So I'm like distracting him real quick, and I was like, don't, you know, just don't, don't look at that, man. Don't, don't look at those boobs. As I'm looking at them, like, oh man, it's boobs. <laughs> It's amazing, <laughs> so like, you know, Oh I'm, God! And like, I, and with Lord of the Rings, like I said, with the 20th anniversary, I'm like, I was, I'm trying to like recollect, like, <laughs> how old was I going to the theaters? And I'm like questioning even more so, like, why were people letting me on a bus at 10 years old? And then why were they letting me buy tickets to a movie? Well, that was PG-13, so that you can get away but with still, that. Still, like, you know, they're like, why is this little kid by himself? You know, but then again, it was 20 years ago, so the hell is that? They didn't give a shit back then. I mean, for some things, they still don't give a shit now. But yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, I honestly, now that I'm thinking about it with like today's society and things like that, I could not. We live in a society. That's a line that was in the trailer that it was he not had. In the movie. Yeah, he, apparently that's part of that alternate ending or whatever, or like the charity version mm. is apparently in that version. Okay. And he said they might release it, they might not. He doesn't know for sure. Anyway. Um, but yeah, today's society, I, I honestly don't, even for a PG-13 movie, I don't see a theater letting a 10-year-old kid in without a parent. Yeah, Not like they would have, know that have, he's 10, but still. They all have curfews nowadays and like, oh, you know, you have to be one of the, with an adult here or there or that. So, well, the, so studio, the studio movie girl place that I told you about, uh, they had a rule that like no kid under the age of like 13 was allowed after like 6 30 p.m mm-hmm. and i would i was totally fine with that because that means yeah. i could go see yeah like the rocky movie or like creed or whatever seth rogan movie came out at the time i think it was like this is us and not have to worry about like a screaming little kid in the movie yeah so i would wait i would wait all day for that time slot so i can go enjoy a movie so, all the same uh, with horror. go ahead brady i'm sorry go ahead cole so like, I'll never forget, I think it was 2016, I went and saw a Sausage Party by myself. I was probably, okay, okay, let's, Why yeah. Why would you watch that? What? Okay, I don't know, I just thought it looked funny. Anyway, I get, I get out of the theater, I get out of the movie, and I'm sitting there waiting for my parents because I went and saw some Tom Hanks movie, the one where he's a pilot, I think. And, oh, um, oh, that's a good Sully. one, Sully. Sully, yeah. yeah. And um, there's wood. There's a there's a security guard standing in front of the theater, a, a, a new show and a sausage party is about to start. And these two ki- these two teenagers, p- couldn't have been more than a year or two younger than me. He stay. They have their tickets. He stops them. Like, oh, y'all can't see this movie. He tur- has them leave the theater. Like he escorts them out of the theater. I'm just sitting there like, okay. <laughs> I, just, I just thought that was funny and then back in 2019 i don't remember who i was with or what movie we were seeing but i was buying my ticket in the and i pull out my id and the, the woman goes oh it's okay honey you're you're with someone who's over 18 i'm thinking i'm i'm 22 what 
the uh the one time i ever had an experience kind of like that as far as like movie going goes was the first it movie um it may have been it too i'm pretty sure that's exactly what it was i think it was it too but yeah the first now you're good the first it movie we it was a packed it was a packed theater room and there was a cop like a an actual not like a theater security guard an actual cop he walks in stands dead center of the screen and goes all right i've already had to kick 14 people out throughout the screenings today because they're just getting up and scaring people and i'm not going to deal with it so i'm going to stand at the door the entire showing if you fuck around you're getting kicked out and everyone just sat there like oh no like everyone was screaming like going like this like i was literally like in a ball at one point i was that scared but no one got up to scare anybody else like we were all like all right (laughs) it was the for the first it it part one not not the tim curry one but the newer version the newer I quit going to the theater to watch horror movies. Like, like even though I wanted to watch them really bad, if they were rated PG-13, I would not go to the theater to watch them be specifically because of, you know, people younger, you know, coming in and doing the whole stupid screaming when they shouldn't be screaming. And it would piss me off. It would piss me off so much. Like, I, I hated it. And I just so like avoid PG-13 horror movies in general. So. I, I kind of do not too because I'm like, ah, it's not going to be that great. But, you know, you, you know, it's hit and miss. But, uh, like, when they started... Uh, when they started having the curfew, I was like, okay, cool. And then when they had the draft, when they opened up draft house, I was like, oh, there's rules. Oh, they'll kick people out. I'm like, yes, like, this is what I'm here for. And like, for me, like, like my, my, my favorite, uh, like movie experience has to be when I, when I saw, um, hereditary because the, the whole crowd, when it's the, when the sun wakes up from sleep and the mom's hiked up in the corner of the, of the room and the whole crowd just goes, Oh, like, Oh no. And then you see her scurry by upside down and he looks around in the background and his whole crowd just goes, Oh, no. and like, everyone just kind of like <laughs> down at their seat more. I was like, this is the kind of fear I like, like, no, like no one's freaking out, but everyone like understands. Oh, like, Oh no. But like, that's, you know, that's, that's how I want to enjoy like a horror movie in theater, you know, not have to deal with some, you know, little kids screaming or over dramatically screaming of, you know, about a scene and stuff like that. You don't want to so experience the... like Slender Man where everyone's looking around like, oh, we're supposed to be scared right now. Never saw it. I didn't, I didn't see that one. I saw that, that was, movie that was alone. My first, that was like my literally first alone. horror movie in a theater and I wish Ugh. it wasn't. <laughs> I saw that movie literally alone at like 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. It was, first of all, the, the, the fact, no, no, it wasn't even okay. It was an atrocious piece of shit that should have never been fucking made in the first place. Because you're literally, you're not, it would have been one thing if they made the movie like years ago when the creepypasta thing started with Slenderman. But no, they waited until two little girls killed another little girl all in the name of Slenderman to make that fucking movie. And that just put yeah. a bad taste in my mouth the entire time. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm t- saying, you're like, you seriously waited to make this atrocious piece of shit until after someone killed someone else. Like, come on. Yeah. Th- you're, and you're telling, and you're telling me it's not in response to that, which it may not be, but at the same time, it, fuck you for making well, it. Well, I think the movie was in production when that incident happened. Like, I think I, it could have been. I don't fucking yeah, know, but like, but st- still, I get your point. You can't. You you you. It, 
it just I, 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 yeah let, let's, okay let's, anyway let's leave it there let's move on to WandaVision because we're, yes we're go back to here. WandaVision <laughs> uh, so I didn't finish it I got to episode seven okay the last okay so the, I remember the last thing I saw was basically her extending the world but okay. I do I do know that Agnes is like a, pretty much the main cause of everything she's a witch they flash back to the Salem witch trials time period so I do know like that but I'm not necessarily sure how the show is I also know that Evan Peters isn't really technically Quicksilver he's just some dude named Bob or some shit like that that they talked about for the whole show Ralph Boner okay yeah what a fucking name don't don't I don't want to talk about puke boner I mean, I'm sure they'll figure out a way to, to tie it back in. I I really hope he is. It's one season, I thought. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sure that they're gonna work his character back. In. I I mean, because I feel like he, you have to director, if you really want to bring in the X Men. The you director even said he couldn't comment on Ralph Boner. He, like the the yeah, director of the show said, "Oh, I can't comment on that. You'll see." I'm like, okay. Yeah, they have they have to be able to turn it some way because I feel like that's. They have to use him, I think, if they want to bring in the X Men. So I feel like they're going to bring in a younger X Men, not the our t- you know our usual suspects. It's like I was kind of disappointed with the finale, but people are like, "Oh, well, you set you know you set your standards too high. You were buying into all the speculation." No, we were just expe- you know I was just expecting something better than what you know. I liked the final fight and everything. That was cool, but. I, I enjoyed the end of it, but yeah, and, and that that's that's one reason I don't like to read too much into into movies and series. Yeah. Because then I don't I hate to hype myself like, like overhype myself up. Like even Agatha, uh, Agnes, Agatha, whatever. In that episode, she friggin' said she mentions Doctor Strange, and I'm expect I'm like, all right, cool, Doctor Strange is gonna show up. Let's go. Nope. See, Never and there happened. was there was um there was rumors that uh. I want to say it was Darcy or um, what's um, the other woman's name? Rambo? Uh, Mon- yeah. Monica. Monica, yeah, yeah uh, Monica. Um, that there was a phone call and like they looked like they, there was a scene where they looked like, you know, her phone rang and she kind of looked at it and she said, but she couldn't answer it right now. People were, were uh, theorizing that that was uh, uh Fantastic, the Fantastic Four entrance. There was there was oh, I, the the doctor. No, you might be referring to. Or, I sorry, think I Fantastic. Yeah, but you might be referring to the time where she was like, "Oh, I know an astrophysicist or something like that," and she texts someone. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's yeah, Reed Richards yeah, yeah. that she's texting." Yeah, they thought, they thought it was Reed Richards. And it was and just, just some, it was just some woman. Yeah. See, but that you know that was one thing people were theorizing that oh she's yeah. reaching out to Mister Fantastic. This is them bringing in the Fantastic Four. Well, to the to the people that say like, "Oh, you read into the show too much." Well, it's kind of easy to read into a show a lot yeah. when the literal like main actress of the show goes, "Oh yeah, you remember how we got like young Mark Hamill to come do it like because it was still Mark Hamill's voice, but it wasn't his body kind of deal mm-hmm. to come do Luke Skywalker." Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna get something as big as that. What the fuck was that? Where was that? And then there was Paul Bettany's whole thing. I get to work with an actor I've wanted to work with my entire life. And, and it's actor, himself. It's himself. It's I'm himself. like, I'm like, go, so you, go. the ship. I get, what you're, I get what you're saying <laughs> about like reading into a show too much, but maybe tell the actors to not give us hope like that. Yeah. 
also, how did it set up Doctor Strange too? Because I thought it was supposed to set up Doctor Strange too. There's a, there's a post credit scene where um, Wanda ha has the dark hold and she's like to, like her hands are floating around behind her like Doctor yeah Strange. yeah at the at the and, at the end of the finale there and you, and you, you like see you, all that. yeah and you hear her her kids like mom save us save us and it's like okay and they and they were actually the kids were spotted on set for Doctor Strange too so they're in it like the actors were spotted on set. Yeah, that that post scene, uh, she's like in a cabin out in the in the mountains, and yeah. she's she's living her life like you you see her actively like just going about her day. Yeah, but she's then they, like she's like but, cooking and then... yeah, she's cooking you know like a normal day. But then they they move to the bedroom, and she's sitting there you know cross you know cross legged, floating. It's her like her astral like, projection. Like Doctor Strange. Yeah, like she's actually yeah. yeah like she's astral projected like like strange and. Like Cole said, you hear all the you hear the voices talking. Like she's like, like if she's just reworking time and you know time and space. Basically, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, it's just when you when you come out and you actively say something like, "Oh, it's, it's going to set up Doctor Strange too in a huge way." I'm like I'm like Cole here. I'm expecting Doctor Strange to show up. Yeah. Because you or or something like or something as simple as like literally fucking nick fury showing up at the end of uh iron man you know yeah. or even iron man showing up at the end of hulk something like that something marvel i was fully they, expecting apparently that, what they did is nothing marvel like i wasn't like, expecting I was, that much no i wasn't i was i was fully expecting dr strange to show up and be like wanda you screwed up we gotta go fix this i wasn't like I figured well that doesn't make sense because she's apparently the villain in the one of the new strange movie so yeah, because now they're finally oh, recognizing I her honestly, as I they, they recognize her as finally the Scarlet Witch. Because I don't remember her. They, maybe, that, that was the first time they've ever named like actually the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that's the first time I, they I thought they, the I thought they did when when she was when her and uh, Pietro was still like imprisoned. Nope, they never mm -hmm. called her Scarlet Witch, and they never called called him Quicksilver. Okay, I thought they did. Not not in the well, movie. for for a while. I'm pretty sure. The name of Quicksilver was owned by yeah. Fox. They couldn't oh, yeah, use either Fox. of the names. Okay. That's why maybe maybe Sony too. That's why they referred to them in Age of Ultron. They referred to them as miracles, not mutants. Oh, okay. they're, they're, they're miracles. I'm like, okay, gotcha. gotcha okay. the the thing that I I know, and I'm not sure if you guys know, and I'm not sure if a lot of people know, but the reason like for a long the reason why Sony still has rights to Spider Man. Is because they have a contract with Marvel. This was when Marvel didn't have the MCU and all that, so they kind of like leased their properties out. They yeah. were on the other studios, so they gave every they gave all yeah properties yeah they gave everything away basically. But it's in it's in Sony's contract that like they have X amount of years in between each Spider-Man movie to make a Spider-Man property, or that's, else the rights revert back to Marvel. That's, so that's why Sony has like main like input and lead on any yeah. spider-man movie with tom holland in it and that and yeah. that reasoning right there that's exactly how we got fan uh fan four stick back in 2015 because it had been all oh, the rights were about to revert back to marvel and they're oh we gotta make a fantastic four movie <laughs> here you go i still have yet to watch that movie yeah. no the first half is honestly pretty decent after that mm. It's, it's it's definitely a movie. 
so while you guys were watching WandaVision and I'm assuming uh, Captain Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I saw that Disney put, uh, I mean, it's made for kids, but whatever, uh, Mighty Ducks TV series on their app. And I fucking am so happy about that. It was really good. Uh, it was definitely very like i'm pretty sure the kids are supposed to be in like middle school or something like that it's very much a little kids like rated it's rated tv like g at best i think so but they they for for me they hit everything they had the duck they had the original ducks um was goldberg he's in jail (laughs) okay because i remember a couple years back that he got arrested for some drugs he don't he he don't look he don't look the same yeah no he He got arrested i'm pretty sure he got arrested for drugs a long time ago and then he got released (laughs) and then he got arrested for like peeing on someone in public (laughs) jesus (laughs) like dude threw away his life if you look up a picture of goldberg if you look up a picture of goldberg the goalie from mighty ducks as a kid he was also in heavyweights yeah um i'm sure he was in some other stuff like he was a prominent child actor in the early 90s early and late 90s and then you look up goldberg today he's skinny he don't look the same no and the first thing you're gonna read is about him peeing on someone (laughs) but it's funny that you mentioned goldberg because they literally for their goalie so the whole premise of the show is they're in minnesota um the mighty ducks like quack 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 is is now a popular like a super popular team because of gordon bombay and everything that he did mm-hmm. as far as like what little kids playing hockey is in minnesota the main actor was on the team he gets cut from the team um his coach basically says there's a good there's a good story behind it the coach basically tells him to give up on his dream of playing hockey and so the, co- the kid's mom stands up for him and is like why would you say that like you're you're supposed to be a coach you're basically in a way without actually saying it he's like you're not gordon bombay like you don't inspire these kids you tell these kids to give up on their dream it makes no sense so then she decides to help him start his own team and when they picked a goalie for his own team which they're calling he he's very specific the coach very specifically said something along the lines of just give up or it's not worth it or or something like that Mm -hmm. and um so that's what they named their team they named their team that it was like the just give up or something like that to kind of like stick it at his old coach. Yeah. But the goalie that they hired, they they found through like an NHL 2019 PS4 game. And they're like, oh, this kid happens to go to our school and he's really good on this game as a goalie. So then they go to his house and they start throwing stuff at him and he's literally blocking it like <laughs> not even looking so he's an actually like good goalie in real life but the one thing i thought the entire time i was watching it was holy shit it looks like goldberg <laughs> it was a it was a husky like almost samoan looking kid <laughs> like, playing hmm. the goalie and i was like wait are they they just gonna do but they got gordon they got emilio estevez to come back as gordon bombay and it's uh i posted on my personal instagram like it was like seeing an old friend again after so many years. Like I lit- the movie or the show is made for children. And I literally sat there and had to pause it because I was crying so much. Cause like it's Emilio Estevez as Gordon Bombay on my screen again after all these. And um there's a picture of 
the the female the the female who was in that show, uh, movie Wet Hot American Summer. Um, okay. Pretty much, uh, I don't know if Keenan Thompson's going to come back for it. Um, Fulton comes back for it. Like they're all in their old green jerseys with yeah, I seen the still of that. Yeah, NHL posted that. Cool. Because the NHL, I think, actually let them use. So, uh, if you guys don't know, for a while the Disney owned the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. They were known as the My, My Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Disney owned them for a while and then gave the rights to the NHL. So that's why they switched to the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. Like the team did not start until after that movie. Yeah. There was even so, a cartoon and. Yeah, but um, so they gave, so they gave the the NHL gave them permission to use the classic logo and all that. Um, But yeah, pretty much everyone except the guy who plays Charlie, it looks like, is coming back, and Keenan Thompson, of course, because he was only in like the second one and the third one. I don't think he was really in the first one. But yeah, it's is it made for kids? Yeah, obviously, it's rated TVG and it's very. They know the young, the older people are going to watch it. But they know people. Yeah, they know people like us who grew up hockey fans in in watching those movies i will i'm not going to say i'm going to tune in every week but i will give it like two or three weeks to get a few episodes going and then binge watch it yeah but yeah i i i enjoyed it for what it was i know it's not going to be like groundbreaking or anything but i also enjoyed wadden vision for what it was too i thought it was an interesting take it's probably one of my at least the first earlier episodes after episode like episode five was really good too but like the first four episodes where it was like a different time period every episode um i was really digging it i thought it was I one thought of it was the a most great concept i thought that was a really cool concept yeah. and i thought it was one of the most interesting things marvel has done since the first captain america movie no, 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 yeah, the first Captain America movie, which was essentially a spy movie, like a spy, like a James Bond spy thriller, mm-hmm. you know. I think that was Winter Soldier. You're thinking of, yeah, okay, Winter yeah. Soldier's Down, which I think is my favorite, my favorite Marvel movie. I would say for me, my favorite Marvel movie, honestly, is um, Guardians. How did the I first one? Say Guardians. It's just so out there. Yeah, I, yeah, I but I, I think hate that it's taken so long to get the third one. But well, James Gunn's been making. What'd you guys think of? Okay, one last topic, and we'll we will end the show. What'd you guys think of the Suicide Squad trailer? I like it. Friggin' Starro, man! I'm so friggin' excited. There was one character that was invisible the whole time, and I didn't understand it. But you know, <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. I feel like John Cena is gonna shine in that movie. To be honest, yeah. he had some of the best one line, the and best lines in that trailer. And his character is getting his own show on HBO Max next year. Yeah, my girlfriend yeah, and I he's... talked about my girlfriend and I talked about about him as as a character because she was a big fan of the of the first Suicide Squad movie, and uh, she was really hoping some of the you know more of the characters came back because she really enjoyed Diablo from the from the first one. And I, th- uh, and I, I think this is gonna be more. A lot of people are saying it's a total. I think it's more of a soft reboot. I think it yeah. like it's gonna acknowledge the first one, but it's gonna be like eh. its own different story. But yeah, she she really wanted to see Diablo again. But uh, we we're talking about about John Cena because you know he's Ray. Well, you understand, Bray. You know he's a wrestler. You know moving Holes away from wrestling too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know moving away from wrestling and you know pursuing pursuing a career. I mean, it worked for The Rock and it worked for for Dave Bautista. You know primarily. 
Um, <laughs> Primarily. Because <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoyed Dave Bautista as an actor because he he didn't take the role, like the same style roles as as The Rock. Like The Rock did whatever was, you know, put in front of him. I felt like. Scorpion King. <laughs> but uh, but Dave, you know, he, he he's been amazing as Drax. You know, he's been perfect for the for guardians but the fact that he did like blade runner 2049 you know he's taking you know some more serious roles he did a movie last year where like he's in the cia yeah and like he has to like protect his like a daughter or something yeah it was really good like i enjoyed it it was good Stuber. yeah Stuber is hilarious but like you know he's He's not taking as many movies, which is great. But other again, he is older. Like he he went into the game a little bit older uh, than what The Rock started at. But like, yeah, I really enjoy him. So that's why you know with with John Cena, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because I mean he did some he did some WWE films. Like didn't he do the Marine? Uh, he did the first two Marines. Yeah, and then it went to someone else, and then it's. I'm, Pretty pretty sure the went to the Miz, right? Yeah. Well, there was one other person in between them, and then it's been the Miz since. Okay, well, I don't remember, but like you know, he he hasn't done that many movies. And I, I'm pretty he, sure the Marine was his first. Yeah, he was out, the first like, one. Acting thing. Yeah. But no, then, like, there's... no, he was in Ready to Rumble. Was he? Yes. There's a scene where they're in a gym, and a very young John Cena's in the back lifting weights. We it, just saw it. You wouldn't. I'm, I need to find. You wouldn't. It, no, yeah. you wouldn't know. You would not know it's John Cena at all. He's. A, it's not even like a, a thing that he was credited on or like known for at the time. But John Cena is in the back of one of those scenes. Interesting. Okay. But uh, I'm interested to see him in this because he he seems funny from the trailer, and the like I said, he the, had the best lines. Yeah, with the whole you know about uh, <laughs> a bad guy putting a bunch of dicks on the beach and he's sucking. <laughs> I do. I, I eat them all because it's patriotic. Yeah, I was like, you know what? All right, John, I see you. You, you got me. Man. Eat them all in the name of liberty, man. Yeah, you got my attention. All right. Well, he was. He was. Did you guys ever watch Blockers? Yes. Nice, yeah. Oh my god. He's literally the best thing about Blockers. Him and the, him and the dude who's in that show, uh, the Mindy Project, or something like that. He was also in the first Suicide Squad movie. Um, he played like a villain for like a few seconds on screen um i his name's like ike something he's a comedian but those two john cena and that guy working off of each other the entire movie is absolutely the most hilarious there's literally a scene joe where john cena straight up butt chugs a beer yes and then figures out that he didn't actually have to do it okay oh god yeah i'll give him that but like they're at like a frat party and they're butt chugging and he's like all right all right i'll do it yeah, I see what you're saying. I would totally give John Cena the benefit of the doubt of actually becoming a really good actor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, it worked out for worked out well for Dave. You know, it worked out for The Rock over time, I think. Cause, like, the Rock so, has his own TV show now. Yeah. I mean, like, er, of course, early on, he, like I said, he was me. He took whatever movie was put in front of him. And, but, like, you know, as as time progressed, he got better, you know, and he is really good. I mean, wasn't it like a few years ago? Wasn't he the, the highest paid actor in Hollywood? He might still be, to be honest. Yeah, I think with he you, still might yeah. be. But like when he did like uh, that movie Skyscraper, I think that was like peak peak money for him. Or it might have been Sky, Skyscraper right before Jumanji came out. He was one of yeah. It was one of those. Well, like yeah. Like, look at this. Look, The Rock came out as 
some Samoan kid trying to make his name in wrestling to now mm-hmm. being the number one paid actor in Hollywood yeah. to, liter- to literally like just make literally anything he thinks of a studio is probably going to back it. Yeah. I mean, he, like I said, because he's gotten great. Like he's not great, but he's gotten good. And he's like, he puts out quality stuff. And we're getting a double dose of him next summer because we got Black Adam and also Jungle Cruise because that got delayed a whole nother year again. So, which I'm, I'm excited for that one. His TV show that he has out now is not that bad. What's it called? No, it's no. called Young Rock. It's literally like... Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So literally the premise of the show is him. It's like 2032 and he's running for president. And the comedian Randall Park, you know who that oh, is? Yeah. Yes. You ever watched... Have you ever watched The Office, Asian Jim? Yeah. Um, he's also yeah. uh, Jimmy Woo. He's also Jimmy Woo in yeah, WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's it's Randall Park playing himself, but it's in the future, so he's no longer an actor. He is a newscast person or something like that. It's really weird. But That's he's interviewing idea. he's interviewing Dwayne Johnson on the campaign trail, and he's just and it's just literally those two. Um and they set up like a narrative for a story and they they start out when the rock is young and his dad's you know rocky johnson and he's just getting started in the wwe and stuff like that and then they go to his teenage like his high school years and then his years at university of florida the narrative is miami. the narrative structure is there and it's yeah miami sorry uh the narrative structure is like decent it's very like all right we're gonna set up this one thing and then you're gonna tell basically one story that connects your years essentially like that um but it's a it's a fun enjoyable show um they cast people to play the iron sheik they cast someone to play andre the giant um they even cast someone to play vince mcmahon that's good i don't know how many i don't know how many episodes this guy's in but like there's literally like a scene in the last in episode three where there it's his mom who looks exactly like his mom and his dad who looks exactly like uh the rock literally took like years to i guess produce the show and made sure he casted people perfectly to match what his family looked like and stuff that's like that. that's good that's really good yeah especially like him as a kid like if i put up a picture of rocky johnson and the actor playing rocky johnson it'd be hard to tell which ones what one would be probably in black and white and one wouldn't be but yeah it, it you could probably not really tell who is who who's the actor and who's his dad but um there's a scene in episode three where like, oh yeah, that's Vince McMahon right there on commentary. And they show him for like two seconds. But it they cast he literally got someone to look like young Vince McMahon. That's pretty cool. I was like, all that's right, awesome. you rock. But yeah, it's a good show. But I think that's that's the first episode. Yeah, I I'd say it's yep. call her out, boys. Let's let's yes. I say we killed it? it. Oh fuck, I don't know. Probably over an hour or so. Should we do all like right. a hey that's a... Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, we should do, we should probably do an outro. Let's uh so thanks for listening. <laughs> um this is the first of hopefully many episodes. Uh sorry it's all over the place, but we'll get a structure down eventually. We will but some of the best out. podcasts don't we'll have structures. We'll get a structure down and we'll immediately throw it away. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um the next episode that we're planning on recording, I'm sure is gonna be next week with Godzilla in king kong um what else are you guys excited for watching like in the future mortal kombat mortal kombat yes. uh, actually uh, decent looking mortal kombat movie hey hey don't you shit on the on the the two movies man they were solid all right 
<laughs> I don't know, man. This one looks really fucking good. Dude, my biggest hope for that movie, I just want The Miz to walk in as Johnny Cage. Hey, what's up? I'm Johnny Cage. Because oh. he would be perfect for that role. He really would. As long as they don't have Ronda Rousey come in as Sonya Blade. Yeah, no, don't do that. Uh, okay. There's a band, there's a there's a metal band I listen to called Frozen Soul. And they're from Texas. Um, and literally all their their, their albums called uh, Crypt of Ice. And they have songs called like Encased in Ice and stuff like that. But there, there was, and I'm sure it went nowhere, but for a while there was a push to get, because you remember back in like the 90s where, or even early 2000s where they would, like Blade, they would have like modern music needle drops. They would, yeah, yeah. And they would release like the full ass albums or like even uh, um, Spider Man, Spider Verse, where they have an album with like Sway Lee and Post Malone and stuff like that. Yeah. But there like, was a made for the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. There was a push to get one of those soundtracks made for Mortal Kombat and to have Frozen Soul do something for like Sub Zero. Nice. And I was like, yes, that fits nice. perfectly. That's cool. But, and it fits the movie. But anyway, so let's sign off. Uh, I'm Brady. I'm Cole. I'm Joe. And this has been Moviecation. Uh, we will talk to you next time. <laughs>